0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning. I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, the 13th of November. In your squiz today, the pressure mounts in Gaza, making space for Tuvalu, get ready for some supply chain shortages, and preparing for the Grammys. This is your squiz today. If you grabbed a bit of news yesterday, chances are you saw that there are concerns for Palestinians sheltering and being treated at the Al Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. The Hamas-run health ministry and doctors from international aid groups have accused the Israeli military of staging a siege in the area.
1: Yeah, reports say that patients and refugees are trapped in really terrible conditions as heavy fighting goes down in the nearby streets. Reports say that the hospital is providing shelter for about 50,000 Palestinians. There are power outages there and not enough fuel to run the backup generators, and that's causing massive problems for patients who are critically injured and sick. Uh, Israel has denied that accusation of a siege, though. A spokesperson says that they're fighting terrorists who are choosing to fight from close to the Shifa hospital.
0: Yeah, and the United Nations aid chief, Martin Griffiths, has weighed in on this. He says the fighting near the hospital is unconscionable, reprehensible and must stop. And Claire, that's happened as Israel faces increasing pressure over its military actions in Gaza.
1: Yeah, as we started the weekend, there was a statement from the United States Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. He said that, and this is the quote, far too many Palestinians have been killed. The United States, of course, is Israel's staunchest supporter, so that's very notable. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron yesterday said that there's no justification for Israel's continuing bombardment of Gaza. And over the weekend, Arab and Islamic state leaders held another emergency summit in Saudi Arabia. They want the International Criminal Court to investigate war crimes, also crimes against humanity. They say that Israel is currently committing those crimes.
0: Our foreign minister, Penny Wong, also called on Israel to end its fighting near the Al-Shifa hospital. And just on the death toll, Claire, local authorities say that more than 11,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza since the war started. And on Israel's side, it's revised its death toll from the 7th of October Hamas attacks from 1,400 people to about 1,200. We spoke about the Pacific Islands Forum a few times last week, PM Anthony Albanese was there, and he rounded out those discussions on Friday by signing a new visa agreement with the small Pacific country of Tuvalu.
1: That agreement has been put in place to help the residents there who are affected by climate change. Uh, It's a tiny island that's home to about 11,000 people. They're at particular risk from rising sea levels because Tuvalu is very low-lying. It's a country that's particularly vulnerable. So that agreement that Australia has signed will see up to 280 climate-affected Tuvalu citizens to be able to move to Australia each year.
0: Yeah, it's an important one. Albanese says it's, without a doubt, the most significant agreement between Australia and a Pacific Island nation ever. It'll help Tuvalu residents gain special visas and they'll be able to work, study and live in Oz. And the deal also includes a pledge to increase security ties between the two countries. I'm sure the word cyber security breach now run a shiver up the back of many squizzers. (laughs) And there's been another major one. The shipping company DP World said on Friday that it's been hacked and it's now suspended all operations.
1: Yeah, even if you haven't heard of DP World before, its shutdown might still affect you. It is a really big maritime freight company. It's responsible for about 40% of the freight in and out of Australia on the seas. So the shutdown is a big deal when it comes to the ports of Sydney, Melbourne, Perth and Brisbane. Uh, It's affecting the importation of everyday items, so reports say that those ports could be closed for days and the effects of that could be ongoing for several weeks.
0: And the Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, says the government's implemented framework that it developed after the Medibank and Optus hacks last year. It's designed to enable the company to coordinate directly with the government. And just a PSA, if you're waiting on something, DP World has completely disconnected from the internet to stop any ongoing unauthorised access. So you'll be waiting a long time for a reply. (laughs)
1: Yeah, maybe don't email them this week.
0: Aussie Rules fans would be all across this claire, but the fixture for the AFLW semi-finals next week has been locked in after a big weekend of games.
1: The Geelong Cats have done very well. They're going to be in their first ever semi-finals. They knocked out Essendon yesterday afternoon, so they're heading for a showdown now with the Melbourne Demons, so that's one to look out for. Uh, well done to them. That's a really big achievement. And the league's minor premiers, the Adelaide Crows, they're going to host the Sydney Swans in South Australia next Saturday night. I hope you're going along to that, Alice.
0: Yeah, hopefully can get tickets. And Claire, you and Kate also mentioned our men's cricket team and Glenn Maxwell's impressive performance last week on the Weekly Wrap. Mitch Marsh backed that up on the weekend by scoring a cracking century against Bangladesh on Saturday. So they're going to play in the World Cup semi-final against South Africa on Thursday now, and it feels like we might be in with a shot if they can keep it up. Oh, wouldn't that be good? (laughs) The 2024 Grammy nominations are out and it's the female performers who dominate. Leading the pack is Cesar, who scored nine nominations for her album S.O.S., and she's an American R&B, pop and rap star, just in case you're not familiar with her work.
1: Yeah, just in case you don't know her. Don't assume that you know everyone. <laughs> and Alice, of course, it wouldn't be 2023 if Taylor Swift wasn't <laughs> up there. She's nominated in six categories, including all of the big ones. She's become the first songwriter to score seven career nominations for Song of the Year. This time it's with Anti Hero, and that's seen her break, Lionel Richie and Paul McCartney. Tide Record. They're epic songwriters, so mm. kudos to her. And Alice, do I dare ask you how you went <laughs> buying tickets to her concert yeah, no, on no Friday? Comment. I'm
0: still traumatised. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and as for the Aussies, Claire, Kylie Minogue and Troy Sivan are both up for the Best Pop Dance Recording Award. And Melbourne's Dom Dollar is up for the Best Remixed Recording for his song, New Gold. So we'll have to wait until the new year to see how they go but the awards will be announced on the 4th of February. So pop that in your diaries. Squeeze the day, Claire. What is on the agenda?
1: Look, the House of Reps and the Senate are sitting this week, so there's going to be a few updates from Parliament to stay on top of as the government really heads towards the end of the year. It's got a bit on its agenda to try and wrap up.
0: And also, Claire, a reminder that we're hiring.
1: Yeah, we certainly are. So if you work in the news or you have a politics or a communications background, we're very keen to talk to you. We have a spot on the team and we're keen to hear from squizzes who might be interested in joining us, someone with a good news sense and Nice voice for podcasting would be ace, I reckon.
0: Yeah, it's a really great team, so please come and join us. I'll pop a link with some more details for that in the episode notes today. And that's all for us. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream. Which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week